wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Well, I think we can safely say that this was the first heartbreaker of the season. That Houston game notwithstanding, that, of course, was a gut punch for many other reasons. But today's game, a loss in Miami, the final 21-17. So much to get into. So much that I'm sure you already know what we're going to say. I'm Lars. The crew is back, baby. Back in a big way. The lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. It was great to be back with you boys today. And the president of the Bills Backers of Chicago, Sujit, is also with us. It's good to be home, baby. Find us online. Just search for Bills and Beers. Uh, best way to stay in touch with the show, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher if you haven't already. Folks, let's not waste any more time. This was, there's there's just a lot to dive into, so let's not waste any time. Get it ready to do it now. Throw your head back and Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. So it was definitely a disappointing game. Excuse me. It was a disappointing outcome. And we'll get into the things that were really frustrating. But first, fuck you, Charles. Let's talk about the bright spots of today. Cass, we'll start with you. Your Labatt Blue MVP of the contest. I'm taking the easy one and giving it to my boy, Josh Allen. Right on. I mean, what did that man do today? That, like, he did everything to try to win that game. Like, he wasn't going to be held down. He, the best part is, and I'm sorry, I don't know how excited you guys were, but when we were coming back, a little over two minutes left to go in the game, and he actually drove the ball down the field making completed passes. I know in the drive before that he ran a lot, but in that last drive he made completed passes to move the ball down the field where we got 60 yards before the two-minute yeah. t- timeout. Yeah, the fact that we, we got we had three did we get three first downs before the two-minute warning. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> we we haven't seen. I I don't remember the last time I've seen that. Like where before going down, knowing that we need to score, there's somewhat of confidence in our quarterback to actually like move the ball down the field. Now, now let's. The Dolphins have a bad defense, but however. In the second, I don't care. The I don't second care. half today, what we had for the first time probably since Fitzpatrick on a good day was a Buffalo Bills quarterback who was exerting his will. And basically, I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, he only had he, – he, first off, if Charles Clay comes down with that catch – Josh Allen has nearly 400 yards of offense today. Well, the, well, the Zay Jones we'll get into today. We'll get into later. Uh, I will. I'm also going to give my Labatt Blue MVP to Josh Allen because he was let down so many times in this game by his by his line, by his receivers, by the officiating. Yep. So he got he got a hit in the head on the final drive that wasn't called. He was sacked by his throat in the drive before that and the Zay Jones call that was being reviewed the the catch non-catch that was reviewed Zay Jones was clearly interfered with so there was reasons all over the field to just pack it in and not stick it out and fight until the very very last play but our quarterback our young guy did the exact opposite And, and let me just walk through that Charles Clay drop before Josh Allen heaved it 50 yards across his body, scrambling to his left. He had 
broken a tackle in the backfield, scrambled around, was running away, being chased by defenders, stepping up, like making guys miss. And that's just how he played all day. Nobody could bring the guy down. And he just battled nonstop. I mean, he broke his own franchise record for rushing yards by a quarterback. I don't know what else we would be we could we could possibly ask for today out of Josh Allen. And and this is one thing with him being my also my Labatt Blue that I want to touch on is before the Houston game, there are a lot of questions about his pocket presence and his what does he know like how does he see the field? He's not throwing the ball when he should. He's running when he shouldn't or what you know, he's just running too much. And the one thing I love today was his pocket presence. He stood in the pocket, he made throws, but then he pulled it down and he ran at the right times. And I don't, I, was he sacked today? Yes, he, he sacked, fumbled, remember then Wyatt Teller. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, you know, one pressure really, but I feel like the way- He got pressured a lot today. He got today. pressured a lot. But his knowledge of the game and the improvement of just like ownership of the game and running the offense, from the last time when he played in Houston, because granted I didn't watch the game last week, to this week, I, I I think it's a light and day difference. Yeah, I think that if you didn't get to watch last week's game, I think it is just a, an amazing transformation, and I think there's there's been massive growth even since last game. That was one of the things that was noticed last week is that his decisions to run and yes. pass, as Lars uh, alluded to last week, were 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 made on the fly and made within the rhythm of the play, uh, and that was very much on display today. But the thing, um, so you know, I think that we should do two rounds of Labatt Blue because I think we all want to say something good about Josh Allen, and then I have a couple other people that I want to mention. But uh, the thing that I liked about Josh Allen today is that, you know, yeah, he had his boneheaded throws where he'd overthrow people. Um, you know, the one uh, sideline pass to Robert Foster, maybe? I can't remember who it was. Deep, deep pass? The, not the deep, 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 like, heave uh, that was a touchdown, but the one on the left oh, sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so so those ones, you know, that's fine. He's allowed to make those. Those are stupid rookie throws. Uh, but the fact is he's actually seeing them. In the first few games when we saw Josh Allen throw, he would just sit there and not be able to see them. He's seeing those throws, whether it's on the run or within the pocket. He's seeing those throws and trying to make them, and the, 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 it's going to connect eventually. He's going to get better. Um, he's going to get better chemistry with his receivers, hopefully, which will not include Kelvin Benjamin, because I do believe that the interception that he threw was due to Kelvin Benjamin not running a tight route, but rather than when he cut inside, he drifted deep uh, rather than cutting deep in, which allowed the cornerback to cut in. So anyways, I want to say that uh, the thing that yeah impressed me most about Josh Allen is that he did everything we asked him to do, right? when it, It's okay if he runs. If he's going to be a running quarterback, that's just the way it is, right? And uh, he, if he's he going to be that effective he, at it, then shit. And he took he didn't you take know? shots. He kept himself clean. Right, he kept himself clean. He embarrassed Kiko Alonso multiple times, which yeah. is fucking great uh, with that little roid bitch. Um, um, but the uh, but the the other thing that I just wanted to say about Josh Allen was that um, I was impressed just with his leadership. You know, the, the guy who stood up there, he didn't seem scared, and he did. He led two fourth quarter comebacks. He got the first touchdown and that second drive. We should have won that game. Charles Clay should have caught. Well, we should have we should have had a first down after he was sacked by the throat. Well, yeah, no, forget the officiating. The officiating is clearly going to be one of our Jenny Cream ales, but. Um, despite that, right? Like the great teams do it despite the court, uh, despite the officials. Yeah, and he did. And, and he did. He did. Uh, you know, the team around him let him down at certain moments. But you know, the other. So I mean, the, can I move on to another Labatt Blue? Or do sure. you have more to say about Josh Allen? No. I, I, the so only, the other the person I, I have to say is Zay Jones. Oh, I mean, Zay Jones right. emerging. Being a clutch receiver, you know, yeah, he didn't make that one catch, but, I mean, my gosh, he got open so that he, 
Allen could throw that dart of a uh, of a touchdown in the back of the end zone. Um, you know, he's just making himself available, and he's developing chemistry. And between him and Robert Foster developing chemistry, we are slowly but surely seeing this horrible, horrible wide receiver crew start to take some shape. It will not involve Kelvin Benjamin, and it will not involve Charles Clay. Uh, but, you know, if Zay Jones and uh, Robert Foster stick around uh, and, and, and then we start adding big names or, 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 or real talent around them, it's going to be a, it, it's, it's exciting to see. It's exciting to see our offense actually have um, a pulse. Cass, coming to you now, do you have another Labatt Blue you'd like to give out in the meantime? Yeah, that's a I, – I was just so focused on uh, Josh Allen. But, I mean, do we have to give it to his uh, compadre? The person he he's built a very special relationship with. I I still I know everyone's like Shady McCoy whatever, but honestly I think that last drive was spurred on by Shady's brilliant move to get out of bounds with 2:02 left to go because it gave us another play before the two-minute warning and kept us alive in that drive. So I don't know why we don't run more plays that involve Shady McCoy catching the ball in the middle of the field. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I feel like that's that's 15 to 40 yards every time. If he can, if there's two guys that are on him, but about a yard or two off of them, he's going to pick up an additional 10 yards. I will say the last, uh, I think drive or the last two drives, uh, he was chipping and then going out for a pass, and then yeah. and one of those was that five yard pass, and one of them he only got five yards. Um, the other person that I, w- I just want to mention briefly, uh, and that's the play calling. And the play calling and both coordinators. I mean, I thought our blitzes were very well-timed in general. They didn't all get to the quarterback, but our yield on blitzes were, were, was pretty amazing. Um, and I think that, yeah, we, we gave up some touchdowns. We gave up some drives. But overall, I think we uh, called a good game. And the fact that these wide receivers were open against a bad defense, granted, but the fact that they were open meant that we were calling the right plays, and Josh Allen was seeing them. So, um it's always that question of is it players or is it is it, um, is it coordinators uh, or, or play calls. But in this situation, it sure looked like we were in a position to have opportunities. And maybe with Shady, of, uh, an honorable mention goes to uh, Ryan Groy, who came in. I don't think we saw him miss a beat. Like it, We didn't know that Bodine went out. He played a very good game. Granted, Wyatt Teller, just to what left of him, was pretty god-awful came today. Back, came back to earth a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Came back to earth. But, uh, you know, when your center goes out, that can be a big position to miss, and I don't think we missed a step there. Yeah, I think when we get more guards or when Wyatt Teller, like, starts to develop and then we have, have more more talent at the offensive line, I really do think that Russell Bodine is gone because I, oh, yeah. I genuinely feel oh, that yeah. Ryan Groy is a better center. It's just that we don't have anyone else to play uh, guard. So... Yeah, and it's funny that we're saying this because, again, Josh Allen broke his own franchise record for most rushing yards by a quarterback today after he said it last week. But it is baffling how ineffective we run the ball, and i got to believe that's all up front. So we've, we haven't really talked much at all about the defense, and I don't even think e- even here in the Jenny Cremail portion of the show that it's even warranted to give out. Apparently... One of the officials called Jerry Hughes a bitch, and he tried to uh, confront the gentleman in the tunnel after the game. So that, that was probably Gary. I that mean, was doing that. the you know the officiating today. I mean, there was the run at the end of the game, starting with. Are the, we moving on to Jenny Crimmel? Yeah, aren't okay. we? Did it, sorry, yeah, no, 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 I, I'm just I didn't know. Uh, yeah, sorry, that th- that is my job. Okay, well, back to me now, uh, <laughs> Lars. You're a Jenny Crimmel bummer of the game. I'm definitely giving it to the refs. Yes. And, I, and I'm, uh, maybe maybe you can, in fact, grab a guy by the throat and drag him down. 
But you'd think that when you can't grab him by the shirt, you can't hit him in the knees, and you can't grab his face mask, that his throat, of all parts of the body, would be off limits. And bringing him down. I mean, it wasn't like he just hit no, him there. No, he hooked he, like, him. He hooked him and brought him down by it. That is baffling. And it's, and it's Right in front of the ref, too. And it's funny because right when that happened, Cass, you were talking about did he get sacked at all. Right before that play, I thought, why does why is Miami why do they continue to blitz him? Because he keeps they keep missing on the blitz and then he runs for 15 yards or 40, and here comes a guy right up the middle and sure enough like yeah he had to bring him down by the throat to bring him down and then you know before that the Matt Milano penalty, which helped set up the, the pass interference their go ahead touchdown the missed interference when Zay Jones caught but didn't catch the ball on the sidelines there. I mean, it was pretty shaky. And then, you know, Allen caught a blow to the head. As we're talking about Josh Allen's leadership and everything else, the other thing that, Cass, I know you were excited about, he does not. He is not afraid of giving the referees a piece of his mind. No, I loved he is, it. The, the thing you – in all facets of his game, the one thing that is 100% true about Josh Allen, beat on the sidelines or picking himself up off the field – or running the ball for 150 fucking yards a game. He is not a passive observer of the game. He is an active participant, and he is not afraid to, to, to tell the defense to go get their act together or to tell the referees that they are not calling the game correctly. And you got to like it. And that's that's part of the leadership skill. I love he's, it. I he's, love his it. head is in the game, and he doesn't he doesn't miss any opportunity to gain an inch any way, shape, or form. Little B-I-T-C-H. See, I didn't swear there, but I spelled it. Uh, Josh Rosen would never do that because he's like a slimy, snaky little dude. Like, Allen is a big dude. Like, you you are afraid of him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost starts to make you wonder about, like, the Cam Newton things where it's like if it's a big quarterback that gets hit, they, they don't, they're not as prone to throw the flag, but when it's that's little bitch-ass Tom, bitch Tom Brady doing it, you know, nobody cares. Or, or sorry, if he gets breathed on the wrong way. Um, but the, the other thing, yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about the fact that it wasn't just where he got tackled by his neck and by his helmet. It was also the play before where he was engaged and he had a player on him and then another player hit him in the head. Yeah. Um, so that was two people hitting him. That's another penalty. And he got up each time and complained about it. Usually, once you complain about it once, you shouldn't have to. I mean, I hate to say it, but racist fucking NFL, usually when a white, you know, big quarterback like that says something, usually the next play they, they will throw a makeup flag, you know? And I, I was a little shocked. I, I don't know if the yeah, – clearly the, the officials, based on them calling one of our players a bitch, uh, did not have a, a good feeling for the Buffalo Bills today. Uh, but you know what? Fuck them, guys. You know, this is the beauty of it, right? We had that game won despite the fact that those assholes were pulling that shit. And back in the day, we used to say, oh, man, the officials took the game from us. They took the game from us. They didn't take the game. They tried to, but we had that game won. And, you know, hey, good for us. It's more important that we performed like that yep. than that we actually get the win because at the end of the day, it's draft picks and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we saw our quarterback develop. We saw our defense stand up when they needed to stand up. We saw them make plays. Um, and we saw, you know, we saw wide receivers emerging. It's just been a very, very exciting game. So um, one thing to touch on here, uh, just a quick, quick stat for you. Today something happened for only the second time in the Sean McDermott era, and actually the first time in the Sean McDermott era another way, and that's we had multiple receivers with four or more receptions. Wow. Uh, only the second time. Today we had three 
And it's going to take me a minute or two to go back to see when the last time we had three receivers of, with four or more catches. But it's only the second time it's happened since Sean McDermott's in town. Cass, coming to you. Jenny Creamel bummer. I'll give you that last time it happened three times stat once we return. My Jenny Creamel bummer would be a collective group, and that is called our special teams. Yes. Go on, girl. They were god-awful today. From Hauschka, who is, like, usually just money and doesn't miss, misses a point-after attempt, missed a long field goal. We didn't even give him an attempt to hit a field goal. I think maybe it was windy today, and maybe that's why. I don't know. Or maybe Sean McDermott looked into his crystals and realized that he was going to miss it. I don't know. Uh, McKenzie calling for a fair catch and our own player running into him. And the way, where I place the blame on this is I put it on Brandon Bean and the coaching staff. You know why? Because it has been a rotation of players in and out of the special teams. And how do you get, like, the way teams get good, the way offensive lines get good, the way teams get really good at the end of the seasons when they play together and they understand each other and they have just, like, this kinetic atmosphere where they don't need to really talk but they know where each other is. It's hard to do that when every single time there's a new person back receiving a punt or there's a new punter. There's a new punter holding for the kicker. It's constantly been different this year. And part of me doesn't blame the players. I blame the coaches because it's really hard to, jo- to generate consistency when you don't know who's to the left or the right of you. That's a very interesting theory. I had not thought of it that way. Here, I just thought that Danny Crossman was bad at his <laughs> I job. Knew it was just a matter of time before we got on Danny Crossman, and I agree with you, Lars. Uh, I will say, you know, special teams, right? The, the the whole thing is that yeah, you can have bad things. You can have the muff punt. You can have the you know whatever weird field goal thing that we did when Bohorquez, uh was here. Uh, I, I'm sorry, what Bohorquez? Bohorquez, Schmidt, Bar, Dar, whatever. Like, had so many. Ugh. Yeah, and so the the interesting thing here is that. Usually bad things happen, but then occasionally a good thing happens. You get a run back to the 40, or you get a run back, you know, for a touchdown. Gosh, God, God forbid. You know, and that's the things that no good things have happened this year. It's not like it's up or down. It's all down. And so I don't understand, again, how Danny Crossman continues to be employed uh, when after one or two seasons his special teams have been horrible. And we know that because he's been on our fucking team the whole time. Since 2013. Uh, so today was the first time, and I just tweeted this, today was the first time since September 27th, 2009, that the Bills had three receivers with four or more catches. For all of the money in my wallet presently, can you name the three players on September 27th, 2009, that had four or more catches in a game against... The New Orleans Saints. Stevie Johnson? No. Coming to you now, Cass. Uh, a white tight end. If you can name him. Um, Everett? No. I would say Everett wasn't white. <laughs> and also didn't really ever yeah, play yeah, yeah. a football game. I would game. say Rumorsma, but this is the guy that was after 2009. Rumorsma. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that would have been Campbell and no. Oh, shit. 2009 was a long time ago. It's not yeah. Stevie Johnson. I'm sorry. Stevie Johnson yeah, Stevie was on Johnson's. the team in 2009. Yeah, I'm not even Stevie. I don't fucking know. I don't know the names of the players now. You do. Lee Evans. Lee Evans. It's a white tight end. Fred Jackson. Okay. Oh, okay. And your white tight end was Derek Fine. 
Oh, would not have come up with that one. <laughs> no, I know. That's why I offered all the money in my wallet, which is actually about three dollars right now. There will be a point where we say, "Oh yeah, Derek Foster was one of the three. <laughs> yeah, no, today, no, today it was Isaiah McKenzie. That'll be the because it was Zay Jones, Shady McCoy, and and um, Isaiah McKenzie. And Calvin Benjamin with zero. Nine years from now, we'll say no. He had two catches actually. I I do want to give a a, a couple different fucking Jenny Creamels uh, out. Um, Offensive line, without a doubt, we've already gotten into it. I mean, how do you take a, a a runner like Shady McCoy and make it so that he the guy just doesn't have any holes, right? I mean, you want from one of the top running offenses. Now, I mean, at some point, you know, it does get into the Brandon Bean thing because, yeah, you did lose Eric Wood and Richie Incognito. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? But in all fairness, when Wood was out and Ryan Gray was in, it was fine. So really, it was just a failure of the, the guards. And maybe you thought John Miller was going to develop, but he didn't. But anyways, the point is the offensive line is horrible. The wide receiving crew, despite the fact that I gave them some props yeah. to Zay Jones, to Zay Jones and to to, to to McKenzie, there's other people that are on that roster that just don't belong there. And First I'm giving it to Charles Clay, and okay. I'm giving it to, I was say, to... We actually haven't talked yet about Charles Clay. No, no, no. no. I do mean, we, that's do what we I'm saying. Need to These, even bring it, do we need to go there? By the time people are listening to this Monday morning, is there going to be a hot take about Charles Clay that nobody would have yet no, heard? Well, no, but there's going to be a Bill's lot of people... Because Nation wants to burn Charles Clay in effigy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's not about he the money. He has not it's scored not a touchdown since week three of last year. You know, like, I, I, I frankly, I don't care about the money because next year the money won't be there, but it's like... What are these guys doing? Like, what is Kelvin also, Benjamin quick doing? Also, alert, alert on your computer. Pack your lunch for tomorrow. You just got an alert on your computer. Oh, good. Okay, excellent. No, that's for Lucia. That's oh, okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't usually remind myself. Remind yourself to eat. Yeah. No. Um. Uh. But yeah. No. What is the what? What? What is? What are these guys doing for their future career? I mean, Kelvin Benjamin's not going to get anything. He looks like shit. He undercuts. If, if Charles mean, Clay isn't. If he's not injured, he's dropping balls. Yeah, and just not making plays. Like, I mean, or certainly not making plays to the point where, I mean, God, you see on the Bears, there's people making plays with that fucking who Chase Daniels is playing quarterback, and there's a court, there's 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 people, there's tight ends that are no names that are making plays, and so we're paying this guy so much money, and and again, it's not about the money, but it's about about the fact that he's supposed to be an elite receiver or elite tight end, and and he's doing nothing. What I what I love about Josh Allen and the way we're going is we used to say, oh, wide receivers come, be, come to Buffalo for their careers to die. Wide receivers, tight ends, right? But Clay had a chance today. Yeah. Like, the, we're, they're not coming here and, and just not having a chance. Zay Jones, he's got a chance, and he is stepping up. Kelvin Benjamin, you had multiple chances today. Zay, or, uh, Charles Clay, you had a big chance today to make a big play for the Buffalo Bills and you just didn't do it. Let's talk about the fact that, again, Josh Allen was scrambling around, running away from defenders, throwing across his body, throwing like on the run, 50 yards in the air and diagonally across the field. That ball might have traveled close to 70 yards in the air. Yeah, do your fucking part, Charles Clay. And was in the air for a while, and too. How, in, oh, in the air for a while. So here's the other question. What was the Miami defense doing? That ball was up there for a while. It traveled a long way, and he was still wide, wide open. open. They should have just had four guys standing in the end zone and like allow the first down and then make you beat. They don't know Josh Allen's arm. They <laughs> thought that that motherfucker was dead. He's literally running in circles in the backfield, 
you know, 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And they're like, well, that motherfucker ain't going to throw there. And then they're like, holy shit, that ball's about to get in the end zone. And we and, dropped and, it. And, and, ah, come on, come on. That's Our it, this two one hurts. most highest profile receiving threats do nothing. Yeah. It's the, not fair that Zay Jones and Robert Foster and whatever McKenzie uh, – have now, to, have to hold, do this. Hold shit. on, but let's not forget. We did trade up in the second round to draft Zay Jones. Zay, Zay Jones is is playing about as well as he should be playing. Yeah, yeah. Rob, Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, I will grant you, but Zay Jones, Zay Jones is finally being the receiver he was brought here to be, and I'm I'm. But he fine shouldn't with be that. a number one, right? No, he shouldn't I agree. have to be a number one. No. He should have a number one that makes him look good. He has no number one. He has to be the number one because our two fucking most high-profile receiving threats do nothing. Well, I can't agree with you more on that. And I think that, like I said, by the time most folks are getting this, we, we record immediately following the game. We won't have heard the press conferences. We won't have heard the coverage after the game. And if you listen to this episode, that means you don't have to listen to WGR tomorrow because everything we say, they eventually say 18 hours later. But... Uh, there's going to be things that come out, and there's going to be hot takes, and everybody everybody saw this game through the same pair of eyes. Josh Allen should have ended the game on a 16-yard bomb to the end zone. Well, we should have, it would have been a minute to go. We would have had to stop them again. But, you know, that that's what this should have been. We all know it. It's a, heart, it's a heartbreaking thing that it didn't happen that way because the kid deserved it. And moving on. But, but you know what I love about it? Sorry, just go back to Josh Allen. I love it because he's going to be pissed, yep. and he's going to be fired up. And, and that's what I love about this kid. I love that he's always been given a short stick, and he makes it into the longest stick possible. Yeah, whoa, hello. Uh, How you the, doing? How you doing? The, um, the, thing, the thing that I, you know, I hope we get to a point, Cass, where we get the players around him. He's not going to lose that part of him, which I love. I love that that's a part of our quarterback. What I hope for is that he builds up the team around him to the extent or, or, or by way of players not ever wanting to let him down. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that is a, a good thing to be trending toward that, you know, I mean, I, th- I think it's one of the things about the Patriots mystique is that Tom Brady sets that bar so high that nobody wants to be the guy who didn't do his job yep. like Charles Clay didn't do his today. And I, and I hope that he builds momentum and it's infectious enough over the years that that's the place that we get to with this guy. And I think it'll be in, in the in the style of Brett Favre, right? Like where, you know, he's going to make some boneheaded throws. He's going to throw some picks. He's, gonna, he's not going to be the surgeon that Tom Brady is. But people are going to love his fire. And I think that the, the first sign that that is happening is that the veterans, the really good players on this team, are not just embracing him. They are hoisting him up. The defense, when they talk about Josh Allen... They talk about him in such high regard, and I don't think that's just them being vets and being professional and saying that, you know, we got to, we got to, they're like, this kid's a gamer. We like this kid. We like playing on the opposite side of this kid, and we like the fact that when, you know, he scores points, it rubs us up, you know, and we're not worried, and and it makes them want to stay, right, because this defense does have to stay together. I think this defense is excited to see what potential this offense has, and I think that, you know, people like Zay Jones and people like... McKenzie and people like Robert Foster, they're excited about, oh my gosh, I have a guy that can actually throw me the ball. I can actually do something with this quarterback. And once we get some other tools in place or once we get some some of the fundamentals in place, I can do something. And the biggest thing is that Shady from the get-go. We could run the ball effectively. Yeah, if Shady from the get-go with the way things are trending. With the way things are trending with Josh Allen, if we can run the ball effectively with the core that we have in place on defense, 
Now, now, We're barring so close. barring a sudden retirement, like I, I hate to say it, it, it it's, it's Kyle, but there's no way that fucking Lorax is retiring. Well, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Anyways, there was a lot to take away from today to give us hope. It would have been a whole hell of a lot sweeter if we were doing so after a win. But I think I think that we would have the same level of hope, and we'd be hopeful for the same reasons that we are today. So to that, this is the game we wanted. We will drink. Go Bills. Well, that sound means it's time for tacos calientes. Tacos calientes. Arriba. And he's back in Austin. Uh, Sujit and Cassie are back here in studio. So got we, them sound effects, Everything's girl. back. Everything's everything's Woo! right where it should be. We Josh just back. didn't get the goddamn win today. But Jim and Yo Jeff man. Day down in Austin, Texas, as we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. You got some Tacos Calientes for us today, buddy? I love it, guys. Everybody's everybody's back. The band is back together. And I'm, kick, and I'm kicking the table. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, buddy. What a game, huh? What a game. What a game How about the kid? What a game indeed. And, and I think that's what I was going to start off by saying, which is I have never felt this okay with losing a heartbreaker. Yes, girl. I mean, that is – it's funny. I mean, in many cases – how's the sound? Is that okay? You guys are right over there? <laughs> it's not, you sound great. great, buddy. Okay, okay. Um, no, I mean, th- that's the first thing I wanted to mention right off the top, which is, you know – under all, let's let's call this what it is. This is a, this is a heartbreaking loss. Yet I think I can hear it in the optimism in your voices, um, and it's certainly in mine. Which is, we all feel good coming out of this game, or I think we should. Yeah, I agree. And you know, one thing I will say, Jeff, is that, and and I don't want, I don't want to like beat the dead horse here, but if our quarterback was Tyrod Taylor. I think that the feeling of futility going into those going into the fourth quarter when Josh Allen led what should have been two go-ahead scoring drives uh, was just not there today. I think that I think that there was you know, the thought in the back of all of our heads. I said it out loud to the gang here that he could do something dumb or throw a pick or something, but it didn't feel like it was impossible, and it felt like we had a quarterback that kept us in the game today. We had a, I mean, it was when, when he took over the ball with two and a half minutes to go, I thought that there was a, I mean, you know, we sort of said, like, hey, at minimum, this should be fun. This should be entertaining, right. which it yeah. absolutely was. And, and we felt that way because while Josh Allen still has plenty to learn and plenty to grow on, one thing that he is not afraid to do and has done consistently is push the ball downfield when given the opportunity to do so. So the stat has been from like Pro Football Focus and all those other things is like he his pass attempts are first in the league in air yards. He consistently throws the ball longer than anybody else in the league. Wow. Yeah. And I mean and and look at we between um you know, he put the last two balls that he threw of the game, what more do you want from any quarterback? Right. He put the ball twice in positions for our receivers, our, our receiver and our tight end, to make a play. The Jay Jones being a very difficult catch that, you know, he didn't come down with. Okay. Which he was being interfered on. You know, and then the Charles Clay, you know, debacle <laughs> yeah. of, I mean, literally just letting a game-winning touchdown catch bounce off his hands. Yeah. 
it was almost as if he felt like he was in a it was almost as if he felt like he, he wasn't allowed to re-leave re the end zone. Right. Yeah. That's what it looked like. You know, it almost looked like he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I got to keep my feet in the end zone here. Like, instead of just coming back and catching the ball. He completely misjudged it. Yeah, and Lars brought up the point. That ball was in the air for ages. How could he not get himself in position to catch that ball? I mean, it's just, uh, I, don't, I think the only thing to say is it was just a terrible play by Charles Clay. On a, on a book ended by a, an absolutely... You know, uh, video game esque looking play by Josh Allen yeah. of doing anything you can do to keep, you know, to keep the game um, or to keep the play going. Throws up a ball, a heave across his body to a wide open Charles Clay for the game winner, and then it hits the ground. But yeah. um, you know, so be it. I think the the thing is, as we've said from this season, it's like okay, so you know, we were going to go from or uh, three and instead of being uh, four and seven, we're Instead of being Three five and, and seven, we're four and eight. Whatever the numbers are. Yeah. The, the point. The point being, the way the the way the AFC race is shaping up, you know, it's sort of fool's play to think that you know we're really going to make the playoffs anyway. And so, you know, this is this back half of the season has always been the entire season has always been, and we've said it on this pod repeatedly about seeing the progression in Josh Allen and our other young players. And this game is one. The last the last two weeks in general have been about seeing that progression and I think for us being quite excited about what we're seeing um, still plenty to, to do better but like you said feeling like we have a quarterback who puts us in a position to go and like win the game at the end I, I can't um, I, I just have to believe so like you mentioned Josh Allen loves to push the ball downfield we do not have a dink and dunk pass pass offense not even like not like in no way shape or form could it be mistaken for that and it, that right. may be design right like that's the whole thing is that josh allen can throw the deep ball but he's not so great at the short pass yet uh at least that's what you know that was his his, his but if he can Wyoming be if he can thing. get just a little bit better at that and yeah. teams have to respect that and then we get like some 235 pound north to south running back in the draft next year in the fourth or fifth round. I mean, Jeff, this is what we kind of end, ended the last segment with was like all of this stuff that we're looking at. Be like, this This could actually be a really good team. It could. It really could be. I mean, on defense, we're going to maintain the, the a, a large core of the, the entire core, the entire you know, core. Minus maybe Kyle Williams if he retires. And may, I don't remember if Lorenzo Alexander, if this is his last year or not. It is, but um, it's not to say he won't be back. He's coming that's back. That's right. I think he'll sign a one-year deal, you know, coming back. And so we're gonna we're gonna maintain the a, a really strong defensive core filled with plenty of young talent who hopefully should just continue to get better. And on offense, what we are seeing in this last three or four games, we are we are literally watching this offense be taken over by the youth, by the Brandon Bean yep. slash yep. McDermott drafted. We're like watching it happen. Isn't I mean, it's actually quite it's quite wild to watch, and, and I include in that the Charles Clays, the Kelvin Benjamins, the Andre Holmes, the um, the, the Sean McCoys, McCoys you know, the Chris you know, Ivories. That's right, you know. And I think we are watching this team, especially on the offensive side. It's already happened on the defensive side, and it continues to happen with players like Levi Wallace and Matt Milano taking over the starter role, and Tremaine Edmonds. And now we're seeing, you know, we're just sort of watching the same thing happen with. Uh, Robert Foster and Josh Allen and um, 
McKenzie, you know, and it's like, and Zay Jones, who's in his second year, right? Like, we're, we're watching this thing happening, and, and I think the optimism for us as a fan base and for us on this pod is, okay, well, now we, we're going to go in with a top 10 pick. We're going to go in, hopefully, with a bunch of money to be able to spend. And we're going to go in finally with hopefully what is like a story to be able to tell offensive playmakers of like, we finally have a QB that can get you the ball. Hopefully. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, like, do you just say, are you better than Robert Foster? Can you run a better route than Robert Foster or than, than McKenzie? Then we're going to be able to get you the ball. Yeah. Right? You saw what happens. If you put in the effort and you, 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 you run clean routes and you do, do your part, we'll make it happen for you. I mean, Robert Foster's making a career here. You, 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 you sh- certainly could. I mean, Robert Foster again today was, you know, uh, uh, a ball that was thrown 68 yards in the air instead of yeah. 66 away from another, you know, 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, that was just an outrageous throw, by the way. I mean, it's just uh, so exciting. So, so all in all, I mean, yes, we lost the game. Okay, it is what it is. But I felt I felt very good in today's game. It was a fun one to watch. It was close throughout. On the on the deck on the negative side, it's the same thing we've been talking about for 10, 12 weeks in a row. It's Kelvin Benjamin stinks. Yep. Okay, we know that he won't be on the team next year. Um, it, I think the question is sort of like you know why he's even getting as much playing time as he is, and then special teams continues to be a problem for us. Yeah. And the you know whatever pictures Danny Crossman has um, of Kim, um, you know maybe maybe those will finally get you know released and we can let him go. Um, we, but uh, we should reach out to TMZ and put them on the case. <laughs> something he's got something right, Cass. I wouldn't mind seeing some pictures of Kim. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was waiting. Asian. I felt like I set you up actually, for that one. Yeah. Actually, Jeff, you're the one with the Asian fetish, okay? So you <laughs> you're, you, you are the Asian. That's true. I am the Asian. That's true. I guess I have the Asian fetish, too. That's all right. Yeah, you're, you're married to a Filipino. That's a good point, Lars. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> so, you know, special teams again today let us down, you know, sort of what's new. Uh, the only difference being that we, you know, fin- finally Hauschka missed the kick, um, you know, he missed a 55-yarder and an extra point with a new snapper that Cassie called out, which is a good point, new I think. Holder. You know, new holder, the new holder. Sorry, new holder, new holder, sorry. And so, you know, he's allowed to miss a kick every once in a while. So, um, Jeff, at, at what point do we actually say, you know, I, I got the, the roster, the game day roster today through Twitter, and it showed, like, all these receivers, and it showed who the starters were. And I was like, oh, that's weird that Teron Johnson wasn't one of the starters. It was um, the guy that you pointed out. Um, the Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace. I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder why Teron Johnson is. But Kelvin Benjamin is listed as the starter, and 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 Zay Jones was the other starter. At what point, if Robert, if you're Robert Foster, right, or you're McKenzie, and you're like, I've performed every week, I've made plays. This guy has done jack shit. At what point do you stop lose, start to lose faith a little bit in your coaching staff that says, well, what do I need to do? I'm performing. I'm doing a better job than this person. It's supposed to be all about the best player gets to, to start, the best player gets the boon. Um, you know, and, and I guess I just don't – at some point, that's going to come back to bite, bite May, them, Maybe. Right? May, so he has been, like, gradually phased out. I mean, his- well, but, but then why is he a starter? Why is he on the field so much? You I don't know. know. I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, what, what production, what, is he a good blocker? I don't understand. I, I think there's a big difference between, like, starting in a game like football and starting in a game like soccer. Like, soccer, you start and you're going to play for at least 45 minutes. 
In football, you 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 might start, you play one snap, and then exactly. it goes completely different. Like it's it's way different. But it's a respect thing, right? That's the thing. It's that you earn that start, right? You earn when these players are looking for their contract. They said, "Oh, how many games did this but player I, I start?" I think you can also make the argument that Kelvin Benjamin earned that start in his first three years in the league. I mean, I it's it's a flim, yeah. it's a flimsy argument. I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's what have you done for me lately? I I. I don't think it's it's worth dwelling. So I, I actually I don't want to talk about Kelvin Benjamin anymore. I want to talk about a guy we don't talk about nearly enough. And mm. and Jeff, I'm setting you up here because you just posted a message to group me yesterday or the day before about this guy. And and honestly, we don't talk about him enough. And you mentioned Teron Johnson, another player we take for granted. Let's talk about Trey White. I mean, if Trey if Trey White better make the Pro Bowl this year. Trey I mean, White is like I mean we take him for granted because he takes players off the field. You don't see Trey White because nobody throws at Trey White. The dude is unbelievably good at his job and we never talk about him because quarterbacks just don't even bother. I mean the Bills gave up 175 yards of of, of the Bills defense gave up only 175 yards of of Miami offense today. We right. out, we out we out we the Bills out, um, out yarded, whatever the expression is, gained more yards than the Dolphins, 415 to 175. Wow. That was the yardage difference in today's lost. game. Yeah. I mean, and the, the reason is, you know, three to one turnover ratio, right? I mean, that's just, that's how you lose a game when you outscore or you out, um, gain the other team by a, almost a two and a half X difference of yardage. And, you know, the, out, the, 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 the long pass interference penalty on, Milano doesn't help, yes. of course. Yeah, I think the right. penalty yards are the are the big things because add those penalty yards to their total, you know, and and, That's and, true. and it's really two to one, right? Because that that. But I want to come back to Trey Mary. White. I want to say something about Trey White. Trey White. This is the first week that I've actually ever noticed Trey White get burnt on a play, right? And I'm not saying that he didn't play very very well today Talking because Kenny Stills. Yeah, you know, like there was a, there was a couple plays where Trey White got beat, but. You're allowed once in a while to be seen on TV. Most of the time, you don't even see his ass on TV. The, the problem. The is, only time we see him is when he's dancing, baby. Yeah. yeah. The problem is, so it's like he gets beat, but he gets he gets beat, and you see him in the play because he's right there. Yeah. Like it, it, he might be getting beat because Tannehill threw up like an amazing pass, and you're like, wow, he got really lucky with that pass. Not that wow, that coverage was pretty terrible. And yeah, that's accurate. And he I, when he gets beat, there's always safety help there. Yep. So it's almost like he knows when he can be overly aggressive because he's got Hyder Poyer back there who's, who's going to mop up for him, which, which, is, which was the case today. Who was the guy that, against the Jets, that really bad cornerback that we used to have that just oh. constantly – Char, Charles Rogers. Charlie Rogers. Kyle, oh, Kyle Rogers, Jesus. I think it's, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so Trey Wade is never in that position. No. Never, ever, ever. I've never seen it happen. No. And you want to talk about like young young talent on this defense between Matt Milano, Trey White, Tremaine Edmonds, and Teron Johnson, and Jordan Phillips, and the other Phillips guy, or uh, the Phillips. Sorry, that's right. Uh, Phil- Harrison. Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips. No, Jesus. both yeah. of them. Both yeah. of them. But those are five guys we drafted in two years. The well, one of them that's came half, from Miami, right? And he lost his I'm, mind. I'm, I didn't yeah. mean. I meant. I meant. I meant Harrison, Harrison Phillips. I meant from Harrison Nebraska, Phillips. From Nebraska. Stanford, but yes. Uh, He's originally from Nebraska. Anyhow, Jeff, back to you. State Trey White, take it away. No, I mean you guys. I mean you guys said it all. It's. I mean you guys. You guys sort of summarized it nicely, which is you, we've taken the guy for granted, and he's barely on television. Because you know, teams. Just oh, he finds his way onto TV. <laughs> yeah, he does he that gets- little penalty dance, which was literally one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. I was like, win or lose, we didn't get the call, but 
it's like. <laughs> but I think Jeff Jeff makes an interesting point here, which is he's never on TV. It, it, that might hurt his yeah, chances for not, a Pro Bowl. I know. I don't yes. know if he's going to make the Pro Bowl. And and speaking of Pro Bowl, I feel really bad because Hauschka made a push this week. His like wife mm. tweeted, like you didn't realize that he's never been to the Pro Bowl. Mm, Hauschka has never been there. So his wife tweeted, hey, we'd really like to get to the Pro Bowl this year. We'd love to go to Orlando. Yeah, we're having like a great year and then... Way to jinx yeah. me, honey. Yeah, she jinxed it. them. But you know, there's a lot of young, cheap, quote-unquote, like from a contract standpoint, talent on the defensive side of this roster. Um, you know, Milano and Trey White. I mean, these guys are all... These guys are on their rookie contracts. Yep. I mean... Um, and uh, there's just such a great core there that's really fun to watch. Um, and Josh Allen is giving, I mean, the way that he's interacting with the defense always gets me really excited to see that. Um, you know, there's two things that we don't have to teach Allen how to do. One of which is have the balls to throw the ball downfield. <laughs> and the second of which is just having like a competitive sort of spirit and swagger and leadership roles and you know as quarterbacks those are two of the hardest things to teach i think you can teach somebody to like instead of throwing the 30 yard zinger downfield like you're allowed to check down every once in a while that feels like a lot easier thing to do than to try and convince trent edwards to throw the ball 30 yards downfield or to try and convince tyrod taylor to throw the ball to anyone or to get in anybody's face or to tell a referee when he missed the call i mean that's right i love seeing that alan was talking to the refs today repeatedly yep um, and you love that. You love seeing that out of a young player because that is what the great ones do. That's right. That's what they do. Because it means, and uh, Jeff, you know what it means to me? It means he's in the game. It means yes. it means his head is in the game. That he is he is he is worried about every last inch on that field and what it means to win the game. And he wants every last inch to go and win the game. And speaking of every inch, every yard, it's just uh, Allen has not. Two consecutive weeks broken his own record here, but it set the franchise record for uh, yards run by a QB for yeah. a bill, uh, which when he, which shocked me actually last week to find that out, given that we've had Tyrod Taylor and Doug Flutie and some of these guys in the past. But, um, you know, the guys run for 240 yards in the last two games. Jeff, um, what are you drinking down there in Austin today? I had a shot. I had some local beers today. Schinerbach, um, which is one that's uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, yeah, you. I feel like you got Suji. You, you know, you might. You no, might no, that's Lars's, right? That's the Shiner Rock Shiner- Cheer. You yeah, me the Shiner Cheer is yeah. your your uh, your Goes Christmas. Yeah, the holiday, the holiday season is coming up for, for Shiner Bach, which means good things. Um, so no, it was a good day down here in Austin, and uh, it was a fun. It was a fun game, even though we didn't come out on top. Agreed. Did you meet Brandon Meister yet? No, I have not. I was I was at the game last week in Buffalo, and this week I was not at the bar, so. Um, have not, but well, I, he's listening Brandon, right now. There, I'll be yeah. there, uh, Brandon. Uh, this is this is Jeff down here. I will be at the bar next week, so we will be sure to meet up, and we'll get you on this pod at some point for a little cameo. Love it. All right, well, Jeff. Until next week. Uh, yeah, lots lots to be grateful for, lots to be hopeful about. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Nice. Well, he's the hardest working Chicago landlord living in Milwaukee. He's, he's Mr. Fix-It. Yes, Fix-It! Uh, <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bill Nichols up there in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, he's uh, yeah. he's looking for opportunities for home improvement. The Buffalo Bill is home oh, and everything in the house and everything about this team is up to him to fix it. So, Bill, yes, it. what are you improving? <laughs> Just fix it. Well, you guys know every game is all sorts of things to improve. 
One of the first things uh, that I'm just sick and tired of seeing is our boy, not even our boy, Kelvin Benjamin. He's like, here's what he reminds me of. Have you guys ever painted, painted a room and like you get done painting the room and you're like, wow, like that was a fucking horrible color choice and you just want to repaint it? Yes. Like that's what he is. He's like, I mean, he's exactly like, you're like, oh man, I'm so excited. Like going to get this cut. It's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, well, like really just, I, I can just discard this and just repaint it because this was ugly as shit. Uh, the guy's a joke. He, his effort, we have to, we can talk about a week after week. Again, I don't listen to our own podcast, so I don't know how much we've been talking about it. I know I've been talking about it in my own head, uh, you know, to my own peers. Why don't you um, listen to our podcast? Well, because that's too much work. I, I don't He's too busy fixing things. No, too busy fixing things. And, you know, I mean, listening to your, your, your voice, Lars, uh, kind of just... Makes you so happy. Anyway, it's so, a little piercing. So it's a little piercing. We would agree with you. It's kind of like it's kind of like listening to Jeremy, like from WGR, all all day long. Oh, You're just like, oh Jeremy. man, well, Jeremy. But listen, so we agree with you. I mean, that shit needs to be repainted. There's no question. Uh, the the question is, put some kills on that. One of the things that we were one of the things that we were talking about was the fact that some of these people that they've drafted, right? Because yes. my my whole thing with with Kelvin Benjamin and Vontae Davis, not even Vontae Davis, but some of the other offensive talent that they've brought in is that none yes. of them have panned out. And Jeremy so it made Curley. me wonder. Yeah, it made me wonder. Do these guys know how to? evaluate offense but slowly but surely we're seeing development of people like zay jones we're seeing development of people like mckenzie and uh and, and robert foster which is giving me hope because that was one of the things that jeff was talking about was how excited he was that the young the piece all the mvps on the offense today were young no yeah. no 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 name players that these guys found and developed um and so despite the misfires with people like kelvin benjamin and jeremy curley does to a day like today make you hope that maybe they actually do have a clue when it comes to developing an offense? I don't know. It's definitely been a question of mine because, yeah, so let's see. You got Kel – this is, is a group ever here. You got Kelvin Benjamin acquisition. You got Jeremy Curley. You've got uh, – who was the guy in the Browns who we cut after like a day? Um, Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, Walt Coleman. Or not, Cole, not, not Walt Coleman. Coleman. We should cut him too. But, uh, yeah. oh, also the, the kid for, that retired – the Not kid the, that retired. The, the older, the older receiver that retired. Bolden. Bolden. Anquan Bolden. Uh, Bolden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and they still think Lashawn McCoy's good, so you got that. He had a decent game. He did have a decent game. Yeah, and, and we were talking about the fact that is is is. You know, in terms of what you want to fix, is it do you, you want to fix getting rid of Lashawn McCoy, or do you want to just fix the fucking offensive line that has made him like a, a league leading rusher for the past two years? That and then your two Pro Bowl players leave, and so of course they. Suck. Yeah. Well, and the other big thing you know that we have to fix is the penalties. It's yeah. it is uh, when you're when you are a mediocre to bad team, getting you know having penalties just like just crushes you. It absolutely crushes you, and. It crushes the development and the confidence of a court. Luckily, it doesn't, you know, because Josh Allen, yeah, yeah. I mentioned this on the on the uh, on the group text that, like, he's got that very short memory, which is, it's huge for a quarterback. Like, you just can't, you know, you can't get upset, you can't get down, you make a bad play, someone makes a stupid bonehead play, 
you can't be thinking about that and like thinking about your stats or thinking about what could have been. You just got to move on and keep rolling. Um, so, but yeah, those the penalties. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't blame some of these guys because they are young, but uh, you just they they've got to stop at some point. Yeah, I mean, we, when we talk about Wyatt Teller, right? Two games where he's just playing out of his mind, or at least one game where he's playing out of his mind. And yeah, yeah, he came back to he came back to reality today that he's not this yeah. you know amazing player, and he's going to make mistakes. He's going to make rookie mistakes. The um, but you know, the one thing that I saw from Josh Allen um. Is that you're right? That it's not that he just has a bad, a poor memory. He knows when he made a good play and when he made a bad play. And when one of his good plays got brought back by a penalty on the offensive line, he's annoyed. But it's not the same face when he when Charles Clay dropped that ball, his face turned bright red, and it was, oh my god, I can't believe he dropped it. That was the expression on his face. Not like, damn it, what did I do? Oh my god, I threw a bad ball. Right, yep. like I could have won it, and I, it, it did not look like he was disappointed with himself. I don't know. I mean, this is whatever you're like trying to get it from just your facial impressions, but it wasn't a I'm I'm ashamed of what I did. It was a I can't believe that didn't fucking happen after yeah. all that. And so I can't believe it's not butter. I know, I know. Wow. So apparently, uh, speaking of Kelvin Benjamin in the uh, post game press conference or one of his post game interviews, when asked about uh, Kelvin Benjamin's route on the interception play which a lot of us have been questioning Sean McDermott's response was well you know sometimes you gotta trim the fat oh no he did not say that he did he said you've gotta make sure to trim the fat off the route a little too oh oh I feel like that is a Uh, not so accidental choice of words well, why, but why, guys, why do they even have him on, on the field? Same thing Jeff asked, and I don't think there's a good answer. I, I, you know, I, maybe because teams have to account for him. I mean, he's still a 6'5 yeah. wide receiver that yeah. you, like, you know, a team has to cover and they, ha- they have to know where he is on the field. That's, that's my best guess at this point. I've, yeah, I agree it's with cer- you. It's certainly that. not to, to forward the Bills' agenda. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, I can't wait to not see him in a Bills uniform. I'm sure he'll end up making money somewhere, but whatever. We're not. I, I we're not going to miss so. him. So why? Why would he make money somewhere? Here's all one. These guys, all these guys do. Yeah, it's it's it's. Remember when um, Robert Robert Woods was hitting the free agency market, and Sal Capaccio was, uh, you know, guesstimating what he was going to get on the open market based on I think Muhammad Sanu, and everybody's like, "No, you're crazy." He ended up getting like 25 percent more than that. But yeah. Robert Woods was doing a good job. Robert Woods can run a route and block. Like, exactly. I mean, there was one running play where Allen's running the ball, and Benjamin, we all three of us were like, okay, he should have pushed that skinny ass cornerback down the field out of bounds. And what did Benjamin do? He just kind of like sat there and like pitted, like played patty dough with like the cornerback who then eventually ended up (laughs) tackling Allen. And I want this to be our point of view on the matter. I'm not going to engage in any of this Twitter nonsense because I'm seeing a lot right now about people saying that Allen should have thrown a better ball in that last play. Oh, fucking stupid. I I don't like, I don't, people, they they think that he can just magically throw the ball. And again, we, we did the math. He threw the ball 40 yards in the air. I mean, what... What like what, what what is the expectation? I know he's got a huge arm and that he can throw the ball all over the field. He ran for 130 yards. He just right before throwing the ball scrambled for 35 yards, just trying to get away from defenders. There is a little thing called fatigue by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. 
what is everybody's expectation for how that ball should have been thrown? It should have been caught. It could have been thrown better. It should have been caught. But people who think that he should have thrown it on a dime or hit him between the numbers are fucking out of their minds. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially the people that say, like, oh, he overthrows everyone all the time. It's like, okay, so you want to let your receiver come back and make a play? Like, whatever, man, across your body. There's only one other player that can make that throw, and that's Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, <laughs> Well, the, th- the thing is, is like you said, <laughs> he's, a, he's throwing the ball up for the player to make a play. Like, if, yeah. he, if he ropes that and it's, like, too hard thrown, the player can't make a play on it, which was kind of what happened with the Zay Jones in the back of the end zone one. What did he do on this one? He kind of more lobbed it up. Like, Clay, Charles Clay, you are a veteran tight end. And you had it. Like And you had you, it. All you had to do was catch that ball. You I'm not had, saying that he was, had it. it was. Yeah, it was he in his it. hands. And he didn't have to make that great of a play on it. Bill, what were you drinking up there in Milwaukee today? Uh, well, I'm still drinking it. It's... um. Founders Mosaic Promise. Oh, yeah. We've had that here at the station on, on several occasions. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, uh, we'll be checking in next week. We're uh, at home now against Detroit. Here's the thing, and this has been true since August. Yes. Josh Allen is must-see TV. He is. We are now 4-8, and eight, probably not going to make the playoffs, and we've got a whole lot of home games left this year, but i got to believe that Buffalo is going to come out because everybody just wants to see the kid. And after a day like today, he's giving him a good reason why. It's a blast. And, and that's what the fans say. He's He is propped up those fans that they want to show up for him, and he, he wants to show up like vice versa. Well, They've Billy, got a special relationship. Until next week, uh, go Bills. Hey, love you. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of the episode. It's the wild card! So nice to have everybody back. <laughs> we this do is... not harmonize that at all. You but do it's it great. perfectly. The uh, We are Bills and Beers. Talk about, talk about the Bills. We do so drinking beer. I'm having the Founders Centennial, which I don't think I've ever had at this bar. It was funny that, really? that Billy mentioned a beer that we've had here before. I've definitely had this beer. Uh, and I didn't mean to order a third one. I was giving Emily the one second I'm going to order food to go, and she took that as like, yeah, sure, you can have another beer. Uh, I will have a one more. So I, my, my, my third 7.2% beer. It's good. I like it. Uh, over to me. Um, thank God they've put another light beer or a Cassie beer beyond the lake effect snow. Um, but they put on the Metropolitan, which is a Chicago brewery out of Avondale, and it's their Hellas. And what I love about this is any that they they claim that any flaw or fault in the brewing process will show through immediately. Nailed it. And that's what I think about Josh Allen. Nailed it. And every flaw does show through <laughs> when he's out there. <laughs> oh God, I love the double entendre. That's the second time I've used that word today. All right, so um, today I was drinking a solid standby zombie dust, which I, I can't talk enough about it, and I've talked about it so much I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. But a beautiful Citra IPA. Uh, but I want to give a quick shout out to Palo Alto Brewing Company, which I had 
last yesterday uh, when I was I was stuck out in Palo Alto for a, a work event and uh, went to their little tap room out there on University Avenue and Palo Alto Brewing Company, especially their Atlas Double IPA, is solid. So if any of you guys are Bills fans out on the West Coast by around San Francisco, that area, San Jose, um, you probably already know about it, but uh, I strongly recommend it. Good people over there. Actually, can, you, can I just jump in because Suj did actually like their Kolsch as well, oh. so I, I want to... It's a lovely Kolsch. I'm not going to lie. It went really great. Their wings are a hot mess, but uh, but but it actually went beautiful with food. It had a little bit of bitterness to it, which I know you wouldn't like, but clean, beautiful, crisp. Like It, it, it appealed to my Pilsner palate. So this, the Jeremy White just retweeted this. I'm going to show it to you guys. Um, it's unclear uh, from watching this clip if Brian Dable does or doesn't drop dead in the background of this footage of Charles, Charles Clay's drop in the background. Oh, we're not playing? We're, it's some good pot here. Drops dead. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't believe it either, Brian. Okay, so as we've been over now several times on the pod today, uh, we're happy. Really, really shitty outcome, and really surprising that we're this happy. And so the question is, like, when, when else in your life have you been like handed uh, you know, a plate full of turds and looked at it and gone, I can work with this? And not that today's game was a plate full of turds; the outcome was the plate full of turds. Um, so I'll go first. Let, let you guys think about it. When uh, when we were looking at places to buy and looking for a home to move into here in Chicago, we looked at a bunch of different places, and uh, we the neighborhood that we ended up in was um, a little further north than we wanted to be, but you know, in hindsight, it's not that far north at all, and it's close to the lake. So we're looking at it, it's like, well, it's kind of east, like we can get to the lake, we can get to the lake path, and all the parks over there pretty easily, but the home was for resale or was for sale from a Relo company. So they had painted the walls like this terrible, like butter yellow. And like oh. all of the fixtures had been ripped out. So like there was just kind of cords everywhere. And it just showed horribly. But we walked through this place and we're like, this is, if you ignore everything that's really shitty about this place that we can <laughs> easily fix, this is a great yeah. place. Lars, just so everyone knows, we've all been to Lars's place. And he's got a, you've got a great place. Great layout. Good square footage, very nicely done. But it was... But I, wait, real quick, I'm sorry, this is a Bills fan if I've ever fucking heard one. He's like, I will polish this turd. But we polished it. And <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's a great... But like walking through it and we were looking and we and Jack and I were like... And by this point, and, and if for anybody listening to the show who's bought a place and especially if you've done it in the city, like you look at dozens of places and, and places that are nice or are things that you would spend several hundred thousand dollars on really jump off the page at you like yeah i think we could work with this but this place just looks so bad but we looked at it like i think we can work with this and here we are six years later we love it yeah i mean that's beautiful so i was sitting here kind of dreading the whole two year two weeks ago or it was last week it was last week right that i went to my 20-year reunion yeah and I was thinking, uh, I'm really excited to see my like really close friends. Um, do you not have a, a, a means to stay in touch with those guys? No, 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 I do, I do. I mean, so, you know, Facebook texting, whatever, whatever. Um, I, not that she would ever be listening to this right now, either of them. Uh, but uh, they so always I, give I will a hard say time. I've got, three, but not coming to visit enough. But I've got three buddies, and we've we have done and and are committed to an annual golf trip. 
And like right. it's, it's like the best thing that we could have ever done. Because, I know, like, but you don't know these people. But you They're going to be you difficult. Gotta, you got to find something. We got to do something. We got to something. find something and so put, that's, it, just that put it on the, the thing calendar. That I was put kind of excited calendar. about, but then I was like, oh my God, like all the rest of my people that are that I that I know and love are not coming to this reunion, and there's going to be a bunch of people that I'm like not that excited about seeing. It's probably going to suck. All the people that and picked man, on you. And all of, yeah, all the people that, that, that didn't give me the play. Why don't you give me the play? Uh, so, uh, I, so I was expecting the worst, but you know what? I got there, and I was the only one that actually looked like I did in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you, okay? So everyone's like, "Oh, you haven't changed a bit." I was like, "You didn't see me six months ago, bitches." <laughs> so it was actually it was it was it was it was great. The, the people that were doing well. So there was a bunch of stuff that I didn't expect in this thing that I thought was gonna go not so well. One of my friends is like. On the verge of becoming a fucking billionaire. Wow. Like, she's getting ready to sell a company. She's like, oh, yeah, it's already valued at, like, $120 million. We're trying to wait till it gets to a billion before we sell it. We've already sold, like, four companies. And I'm just like, God bless you. And, like, not, not my best friend in high school, but certainly, like, a really solid friend. And she was there and didn't have, uh, like, like uh, one of her really close friends wasn't available. And so we, um, she just hung out with us all weekend, like, me and my, my, my other two close buddies. And, like... We go and we just hung out. And I got to catch up with someone that is incredibly successful, but more than anything else, it's just like awesome. You know, like funny, but not not boring, not annoying, not you know, very down to earth. Despite the fact that she could probably buy and sell me about eight times. Ooh, she'd um, buy you then sell you. Yes, yeah, she would. <coughs> <coughs> just like just like Bill and segments, he buys, he sells. I one know. Segment no, this stop. Week and stop changing Bill's segment. I can't fucking do it anymore. I'm not anyway, doing it. Anyway, so the point is, is that like it was beautiful. There was a lot of really good people that I, I, I was unexpected to enjoy quite that much. So the other takeaway here, if you are a listener of this podcast and are still in high school, confirm these are the best days of your lives, and it only goes downhill from here. That's right. <laughs> it's not true. That is so not true. No, 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 because here's the thing. I was that fucking cool kid. I mean, I was a popular kid because I used to throw parties at my house because my dad was never fucking home, and I used to throw fucking ragers. But 10 years, 20 years down the road, they all just start to fall apart. All those not popular you. kids. Not, not me. I was well, like you did fall apart. But I you fell put, apart. You put it back, put it back together. together, okay? I got a shit in time. Coming to you now, Cass. Um, Cass, how come you haven't lost 80 pounds in the last six, yeah, six months? Yeah, right? Like Jesus, I know I need to. Cassie looks fucking good. Cassie ain't got 80 Go pounds Go ahead, rock pile. Cassie ain't got shit to lose. I want every little ounce of hurt. I wish. I got I got about 20 to lose. Um, but, well, speaking of, like going back to my, my heyday when I feel like I was looking good, a.k.a. your wedding, Five minutes, oh. your wedding day. For all the guys out there that are younger, don't worry. Your wife looks the best on their wedding day. And I was always like, oh, that's not true. Nope, it's true. Not Lars. Lars's wife looks gorgeous all the time. And so does Sujit. God, you guys you guys did well for yourself. It, it is actually, and Cass, don't sell yourself short. You look great. But it is sometimes, like, you'll go to a person's house and they'll have, like, their wedding photos on the wall. And you'll look at the wife and be like, whoa, whoa. whoa. You were hot. And it's not that's much like, whoa, look at you. Look at you then. It's more like, whoa, whoa, look at you now. And it's like 20 years. You're like, I know why you still have that picture up. It's a glory day picture. I'm not going to lie. I walked into the bar and Cass was wearing this little tight bills. I was like, God damn, Cass. I was like, maybe I haven't seen you in a minute. You've been in Rome. You've been in Italy. Y'all foreign. Well, yeah, you, yeah, we even talked about Rome yet. yet. But Cassie looked fucking good. So it's, this is why she went down the this road. Nah, 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 nah. So I, I, I actually like 
always have a sunny side view of everything. Like, I'm very Pollyanna. Like, I try to see the best in everyone. But one of the scenarios that was god-awful for me was actually my bachelorette party. So going back to my wedding. I remember that. Um, one of the most terrible experiences of my life. Um, I spent five hours before my bachelorette party in my bed crying. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty god-awful. But you know what I did? Wait, why? 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 Because my uh, my bridesmaids um, like did nothing. I like scheduled the Manny Petty appointment before my bachelorette party. I like paid for it, and then we leave the the Manny Petty, and they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do now?" And they like look at me, and I'm like, "What are we doing now? I don't know. I'm planning the entire wedding. I bought you guys your dresses. I'm paying for half your hair and makeup. I'm getting you guys gifts." Like, let it out. Let like, it out, Cass. Let you, it all you, out. You, 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 tell those you, bitches. You, you couldn't just like. Schedule like half a day? I'll like, you in the neck. Something? Like anything? I remember this. I remember this. Just being like cast. I was like so I went to my room and I cried. And then they then they yelled at me. Because <laughs> what? yes. Because they were like, Well, we didn't want to come up and like hang out with you because we thought we were gonna get yelled at. And I was like You should be Yeah, like you were like, come on. And, oh, by the way, I also had no showers. I didn't have any bridal showers. What? So like they did nothing. I had a bachelorette party. That was it. That you planned. That I that I planned. Oh, I, I booked the trolley. Like so I. So where does where does this story become positive? Ha- well, so my positive side of this is, and I'm probably gonna start to get a ton of invites from this. Well, there's any girls that listen, but now I treat every girl's bachelorette party Hell that yeah. I go to, and I make sure that goddamn bride has a great time i am mrs i am out there i am having a great time even if i don't want to be there i am going to be there to the point where one bachelorette party we 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 stole a wheelbarrow we like brought a girl home we shared it you know like a wheelbarrow because you know what that's fun that's part of the story you got to have a good time so i took a shine i took a freaking turd that was my own bachelorette party and i've now turned it into a shiny Example of making sure everyone has a good time. My favorite part about this cast is that you're the only person not benefiting from this. So, Sue. Yeah, no, no. Fuck Take that. It. This shit is ending right now, right here. This is the problem when you don't let your Bills family plan say, your fucking shit. I was going to say, okay? well, I think we need Bunch to throw Cassie a bachelor every weekend. ass clowns planning a girl, a squirrel, as special as Cassie Hutton. A specialist, Cassie, and they're not going to plan her bachelorette party, right? They're not going to do anything for her? Well, this ends today, Bill's Mafia. I'm calling out right now, <laughs> hashtag make it right for Cassie. <laughs> hashtag make it right for Cassie. I want everybody to fuck BNBSM. Fuck that. We Man. haven't used that all year. Yeah, but I know. Okay. I know. But yeah, fuck that too. Uh, hashtag make it right for Cassie. Tell me what you would do for Cassie on her beautiful bachelorette party. And if you want to start a GoFundMe page, we'll have a party, and we will invite all of Bill's Mafia that got involved, and we'll have an impromptu Josh Allen slash Cassie Hutton fucking party. You heard okay? it here first. So next week at home against the Lions, and yeah, I think we do need to plan Cassie a party. We'll, 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 we'll talk off air about that. My life is a party. That's also true. Um, she ain't this, got no kids. Fuck her. At this, at this point, the outcome of the games are completely inconsequential. All we want to see... Is more gutty performances out of our quarterback like we saw today, and I think we'll all be happy. So uh, find us online and search Bills and Beers. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, and until next week, uh, it's, I'm 
It's good to be home, kids. It's good to be home. I'm it's actually, good to be together. So they don't know this yet, and I don't know if they listen to this deep in the episode, but uh, next week I'm going to have our friends from uh, B-Bills, Y, B-Bills, and then, and then Y, Buffalo Bills maybe next year. That podcast that I tell everybody to listen to. Great. I'm going to have one of them on next week so we can play a little This Day in Bills history with them. Uh, it's a great segment, so be looking for that. Until then, keep your eyes on the road and go Bills. Go Bills. Bills make me wanna Shout.